Welcome to the Emory Athletics Podcast with your host, Sports Information Director, John Farina. Well, welcome to the Emory Athletics Podcast. Uh, this gives us the opportunity to get to know some of our Emory student athletes here at Emory, and we're very pleased to have Maddie Arliss of the Emory Volleyball Team with us. Maddie, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. I guess I should say uh, Maddie Arliss of the National Championship <laughs> Division Three of Volleyball Team. Yeah, it's team. got a great ring to it. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, uh, first, uh, congratulations on Thank that. You. That was quite a uh, quite a stirring run. Yeah, uh, it was you're... pretty unforgettable. Let's talk. Let's start out. Uh, coaches always talk about peaking at the right time. And mm-hmm. Jenny, over the, Jenny McDowell, your head coach over the years, has always said, we want to be playing our best in November. And obviously, you and your teammates caught lightning in a bottle. You won 17 <laughs> of your last 18 matches and I think swept, I think, 16 of those opponents. And this kind of take us on, on that, you know, that run, the last, you know, second half of the year. Um, yeah, our coaches always do a really great job at making sure we peak at the right time. Something that we say every year, like winning in the beginning of the season is fun, but winning at the end of the season is what matters. Um, they do a really great job of preparing us throughout the season. We work on things bit by bit. And then by the end of the season, everything just kind of comes together. And it's also really nice. A lot of the teams we play at the end, we've either played before or know some things about. So we kind of know what we're getting ourselves into, but it's also really fun to play new teams. We had a chance to do that at the end of the year, um, playing some teams in our regional that we'd never played before, which is fun that we can just focus on what we're doing. Um, But we worked really hard. We had some struggles in the beginning of the season that kind of roughed us up and made us better for the end. You talk about that. 18 through 18 matches, uh, 13 and five is the record. I mean, as you as you look back on it now, did you see, was there a turning point that, or is it just a matter of just coming coming together? Um, I think if you look at our schedule, I'm sure you're like, oh, that was a turning point right there. But when you're playing, it didn't really feel like anything changed. You know, we wanted to win from the start. And maybe, you know, we've always had the mentality to do anything to win and like put our foot down and not take no for an answer. But I think at the end of the season, especially the seniors, we knew it was it if we lost. So we just were not willing to let anything go and play point for point. And each point was the most important point at that time. We didn't look ahead. We didn't look back. We just focused and stayed in the moment, which I think really helped. And I think... There wasn't necessarily a single turning point. I think it was just kind of a change of mentality. Like, oh, this is it. We don't have a chance to mess up anymore. So it's just like go time. And I think that's what really helped us push through at the end. Uh, you're playing Calvin in the final championship uh, championship match. Uh, match point. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to Jenny uh, earlier. And uh, she was saying that uh, Leah Saunders and Carissa Durzik told you finish it so talk about that a little bit yeah it's so funny I talked to Sydney Leinbach and Chris a little bit I like to give seniors the winning points on big matches as a setter it's really fun I have the kind of power to decide who ends the game um so I know I got Chris the game winning point for regionals and I wanted to do that for Sydney but Sydney wasn't on the court so Leia just kind of looked at me she's like are you gonna do it I was like Oh, maybe. And then, you know, Mila had a fantastic pass. And I was like, why not? Uh, We had a little bit of a cushion room. So I was like, oh, if it doesn't work, then I'll try something else the next point. But it was kind of fun for me just to feel that love for my team. They're like, we want you to end it. It was really special for me to feel that. And it's so fun as a setter to kind of decide how the game ends. It's a pretty cool power to have. And when you were setting, obviously, talk about how, you know, you're the quarterback of the offense, (laughs) you know, and and did you... uh, did you always try to go with a hot hand or did you try to distribute evenly? I mean, as, as, as the person who's really, you know, setting, how would, how was your approach? Um, well, it's definitely always good to like set who's doing great. If you're Mm -hmm. getting the kills, I want to feed you, but 
you know, a lot of all of our hitters are fantastic and pretty much all of them are always on, which made my life a lot easier. It's, you know, it's kind of taking a lot of things into consideration who's hitting well, which most of the time is everyone and what the other team is not defending well against and what the other team's blockers look like. So it's just kind of meshing everything together and trying to catch the other team off guard and get my hitters when they're fired up and ready to go. A lot of times they'll like look me in the eye, maybe after a point, like give me the next ball. I'm like, okay here you go and so it's just kind of like feeling what's right in the moment Jenny's always like don't overthink it just do what feels right and so I found that that really helped me at the end of the season okay talk about I have to ask you about one of your patented the patented Maddie Arliss dump shot <laughs> you know in, in like in watching Emory Volleyball over the years you know I mean, a lot of setters you know I mean you yeah. know, Natalie Schoenfeld Madison Roblin Miles yeah. uh None of them seem to be as aggressive <laughs> as you were talking with you know, dumping the ball over. Is that talk about the process? I mean, like, do you is that something you see? Is it more of a feel or, or? Um, it's definitely a lot of a feel. I when I watch when I scout teams, it's something mm-hmm. I look for. If I see that they're kind of caught back a lot on their base position, I know they're not going to be ready for it. I like to throw it in there just to keep them, you know keep them on their toes. But a lot of it is opening up for my other hitters. When I'm front row, there's only two other hitters up there, so I know that their blockers are going to key up on that and kind of start cheating that way. So if I can throw in a dump every once in a while, it's going to catch their blockers, make them stay a little bit longer rather than just like releasing outside. And it's also, it's kind of fun for me. I don't really get to score points a lot. So like, it's really fun to kind of get in there and get in on the action of scoring points. Uh, A little bit before uh, you guys uh, defeated Juniata in Mm -hmm. semifinals. Mm -hmm. So now you got Calvin and maybe just kind of like talk about maybe before the match in the locker room, what kind of the mood was you guys... uh, really more amped up or is it just kind of business as usual? Um, yeah, it was really, it was funny. I was standing like on the court while they were warming up and Jenny kind of came up to me. She's like, you nervous? And I was like, no, it felt so normal. It felt so right. And it kind of felt different than years past. You kind of go into it like antsy, like, oh, I hope we win. I hope we keep going forward. Um, but this year there was just kind of like a vibe and like a feel like we knew we were going to continue moving forward and like win the whole thing. So it was just a lot of focus and a lot of excitement. You know, we were amped up to be there, but it felt normal, which is different than it's felt in the past. And it was really a cool feeling to have kind of going out there, like not being nervous, like knowing this is what was like meant to happen and like going out there and just like playing free. So third set, obviously anybody who uh, was watching, uh, you know, you're up two sets, zero kind of started to get some separation in that second set. You could see that, Mm -hmm. you know, you guys were, you know, rolling third set is like, 19 to 7. <laughs> and I think they call a timeout and it's like, wow, you, uh, Emory went on like a 12-0 run. It was yeah. just like, it's like everything just kind of came together. Yeah. So it's 19-7. What was going on in the huddle? Um, you know, we were all trying to stay, you know, stay calm because mm-hmm. we kind of felt that it was happening. But a lot of it was just enjoying the moment. You know, we could tell that whatever we were doing is working and mm-hmm. we were giving everything we had and we just wanted to enjoy it. You know, there, I rewatched the match so many times and I look back and I'm, you know, in the moment I was like, oh, they gave up, but they they fought so hard. We just mm-hmm. fought harder. We were not going to let anything stop us from what we wanted to achieve. And so we had a blast, like earning all those points because they gave us nothing. We had to work as hard as we could to earn all those points. And, you know, you can see the hustle plays are when we have the most fun. And so each point we just wanted to enjoy it and like, savor the moment and then get the next point. And I think that's kind of what we are focusing on was like, we worked so hard for this and everything is coming together. Just enjoy the moment and like have a blast. So uh, is it still 
see, soaking in or is, or is it pretty much have you kind of moved on and getting ready for other things or is, are you still kind of taking it all? Oh, it's I'm still taking all of it mm-hmm. in. It still hits me every day. I'm like, oh, right, we're national champions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to the outside eye, it might seem like just another cool sporting event. But we put so much into this team and, you know, everything that we do, we work out, we eat well, we, you know, do well in school so that we can work harder in the gym. You know, we put so much into this program and our teammates. It's such a fulfilling feeling to know that it was all worth it. And you got to experience it with your 25 best friends. So like every day I just think about it. I'm like, oh, right. I'm a national champion with my 25 best friends. It just, I'm not sure if it's ever going to feel real. I'll get back to you on that, but it definitely is still soaking in. You know, uh, as for yourself uh, individually, I mean, quite a year in terms of accomplishments. Uh, I mean, just to name a few, most outstanding player of the championships, most outstanding player at at, uh, at the Barry Regional, first team all, all UAA, all American. I mean, just, you know, it's just kind of, uh, you know, considering like as, as a freshman, didn't play very much, you know, <laughs> just, just kind of like kind of talk about that. It's that really is probably the most mind boggling thing to me. You know, I always knew that like we are a championship caliber team, but mm-hmm. You know, I still think of myself as that little freshman sitting on the bench, looking up to Sydney Miles, thinking she's the greatest thing in the world. And I still think that and I'll think that till the day I die. But, you know, it's just it's crazy to think that my class has become the people that people look up to. It's just it's so wild to me. And so, you know, I said it before, any honors that I received are honors for my team. Everyone deserves that. I think if everyone on my team could be a first team All-American, that's how I would have it. But, you know, it's just been a crazy year and it's so nice to know that all the hard work pays off and that everything kind of works out in the end. You know, it's hard during the four years, like you're going to have hard times and it's going to be really difficult to try to push every day and get better. But I think just looking over my career this past year has really been a culmination of all my hard work and all my teammates' hard work. And it's really exciting to see how it all turned out. You know, last spring, I understand you were, you were part of a six-member senior class. You know, uh, we're not going to name them all because I'll probably forget somebody <laughs> and, you know, I'll do that. But uh, five of the six last spring, went abroad. Yeah. You stayed back. Yeah. Uh, you know, just talk about me, what you were able to d- develop in terms of, you know, more leadership, uh, forging relationships with your other teammates, which, you know, really maybe perhaps helped lead to a product- great year. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a really interesting spring. I think unlike one that Parkham's ever had before. We've never had this many seniors and have so many of them go abroad. So I was really nervous at the beginning. I was like, oh, my five best friends are leaving me. What do I do? (laughs) But I think last spring was game changing for me personally, because I really got to focus on myself and develop myself as a leader and work really hard on being in good shape and focusing on my game. And um, I also got to become best friends with our underclassmen. Our team was really small in the spring. We had a lot of injuries and we had people gone. So it was really exciting. I you know, I joke with the um, sophomore class now. I was like, I became a member of their class last spring because I was always with them. And that's something that I wouldn't trade for the world as much as I would have loved to go be in Europe for the whole semester. I'm so glad I got to spend that time with them and work on my volleyball and, you know, create a better connection with Jenny. I think we really got mm-hmm. on the same page a lot over the spring and had the same goals. And it was really, and I think it was just really, really telling also that the team welcomed my class back in with like open arms and they worked out so hard while they were gone and stayed in touch and talked to everyone. You know, it felt small in the spring, but right when we came back in the fall, it was like we didn't miss a beat. Everyone was back in and it felt so normal. It was just like the perfect transition. You know, uh, tell them about playing volleyball here. You've been able to, I mean, uh, go to a lot of places. You've been <laughs> you've been like coast to coast yeah. during your career. And that's, that's certainly like a lot of, uh, you know, opportunities a lot of players don't get. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really such a special experience looking back over it all. We've been you know, to California, been to New York City. We've been up north in the cold. We went to Nicaragua together. You know, last year we've gotten to travel so much. And I think traveling helps bring the team together. So in, if anything else, we all got closer because of it. But also it's such a great way to see the country and meet new people. And it's such a cool experience that I don't think a lot of other sports programs have. And we're so lucky to have it here. I think also it's really nice. The UAA is so spread out. We kind of have to travel far, which makes it really fun. We love going to the airport and sitting together and doing homework. And it's just such a fun way to enhance the sport. You know, playing volleyball is fun, but getting to fly to New York City and play volleyball is even better. So it's been a really, really cool journey over the past four years. Talk about your road to Emory. I understand. uh, (laughs) I understand you did most of the recruiting mm-hmm. uh, to get here. Uh, Jenny was uh, Jenny was saying that, you know, uh, she wasn't sure, you know, that you were, uh, you know, she had some other setters coming mm-hmm. in that you were, you were interested, but she wasn't sure yeah. how you fit into the plans. But then you came to camp, you had a great camp mm-hmm. and, you know, Jenny's uh, my thought process changed during that. Yeah. Um, it was really just perseverance. I, my, it's so funny while I was trying to be recruited, my mom was like, you're embarrassing yourself because I would just email her and she'd be like, oh, we don't need a setter. I'm really sorry. And I'd be like, you didn't give me a hard no. I'm going to change your mind. I mean, I was that kid. And my mom was like, "Okay, like this is really interesting. You're really working hard. And she keeps saying no. And um, I look back and I just kind of laugh because like I think I knew deep down this is where I needed to be. And I just had to prove it to her. But um, it was really just a journey of perseverance. And yeah, it was it was weird. It was not like most people's recruiting stories, but I think it kind of just is very indicative of like my career. Like it's kind of been that way. Like I'm just kind of the kid that keeps fighting back and it's like waiting to earn my chance. And, um, you know, as much as I would have loved to start all four years or be that top recruit, I think that the way that things worked out, you know, fighting for my chance to you know, be an Emory volleyball player and then fighting for my chance to be on the court. Like it, it's a better story in my opinion, as much as it would have been fun to have it all be picture perfect. And I understand you wrote Jenny a note after uh, maybe the camp saying that if, you know, she would not regret taking you onto the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, you got to be confident whether you believe it or not. I think I was probably <laughs> shaking in my boots while I was typing it out, but you know, you got to put yourself out there. If you really believe something is right or really want something, you just, you have to go for it. And I think that's the story of recruiting, the story of athletics in general. Like you can't be scared. You just kind of have to be ballsy and go for what you want and work hard for it. Yeah. Uh, from uh, native of Richmond, Virginia, the great city of Richmond. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, talk about, did you grow up playing a lot of different sports or did you, I mean, would you were you always out and about playing or what were you? Yeah, I was actually a really competitive swimmer. I -hmm. was like all my childhood, I was a swimmer. Um, I was a really good breaststroker. I was swam year round. Everyone said I had all this potential. I, you know, won states and went to zonals and was you know, placing well on the East Coast. And seventh grade year at my school, you're allowed to start playing sports. And all my friends started playing volleyball. And I was just doing my year on swimming. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to play. So I tried out for the seventh grade team and made it. And I literally never went back to my swim club again. My mom told them I'd be back and I never went back. And I just kind of fell head over heels in love with volleyball. I love the team aspect of it. And it's always different. So it was so monotonous after a while. I did it for so long. Um, But I just, I loved volleyball from the second I started playing it. And I played soccer and never played basketball ever. I was really bad at it. I didn't understand any of the rules, but you know, I was always out doing some things. And I think, but once I found volleyball, I just like dove in. It was all volleyball all the time. I'd be outside in my driveway passing to myself or sitting in my bed. I was just 
fell in love with it and everything was volleyball from then on. So did you, were you uh, were you always a setter? Were you that position that was always your your your, your spot? I was I was a mix of both. I was mm-hmm. a setter and a middle. And so like I think they really wanted me to be a setter so they kept training me as a setter, but I was also taller than other people around. My club is a great club. I love my club. Um we don't have like we're not one of the biggest clubs, so we don't have a lot of height and that kind of stuff. So I was always a middle because I was taller. And so I was just kind of back and forth. And then eventually I started specializing towards setter. And then my 18s year, we had a lot of injuries. So I got to play everything. My 18s, I got to play outside for like half the season. I was setter. I played middle for a tournament. So um, I, I did a little bit of everything. But I think setting is where like I had a few coaches that were like, oh, like you should be a setter. That kind of pushed me towards mm-hmm. it. But I just wanted to do whatever I could to get on the court. I didn't really care what it was. <laughs> so what was the attraction to Emory? I mean, uh, obviously, you were. Uh, we talked about the recruiting, but, you know, obviously, you, uh, you probably could look. You're probably looking at other schools, probably could have gone to some other schools. I guess what was the attraction for Emory you know, to you? I mean, Emory has everything. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic school. That was my biggest thing. I did not want to give up. Um, getting a really good education to play volleyball as much as I would have loved to go to, you know, a bigger D1 school. I wanted to go to a really elite um, academic institution. And, you know, on top of that, it's a great volleyball institution. You know, it's elite volleyball and it just kind of mashed everything together. But the biggest thing is the team. I mean, it's a family and it's not one of those cliche things where it's like, oh, we all love each other. No, we genuinely want to spend every day together and we genuinely want to get in the gym and work hard. And it's just such a, it's such a unique program. It's hard to really put into words. And so the fact that it was such a special program in such a great institution, it was, it was like a no brainer. I mean, there was like nothing that Emory had that I didn't love. And so I just knew right from the second I came to campus, I needed to be here. So now a double major, a psychology and, uh, <laughs> and yeah. just another date, yeah, uh, NBB psychology, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like what's, what's the uh, plans for you now after now that your athletic <laughs> career, collegiate career is over. Now you I understand you're graduating in, in a yeah. couple of weeks, like two weeks. I'm going to be a real adult. Um, I wish I knew <laughs> what I was doing. Um, you know, it's funny. I like changed my mind on what I wanted to do multiple times throughout college. Like everyone does. Um, you know, once I started taking psychology classes and neuroscience classes, I just love human behavior. I think it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at potentially getting my master's in forensic psychology or working in forensic psychology in some sense. Um, whether that's jury consulting or working in criminal law, anything that kind of melds human behavior and like law and crime, I guess, I think is really interesting. So um, we'll see. I'm looking at different jobs right now, interviewing some different places, looking at grad schools, just trying to figure out what I want to do. Are you going to stay in Atlanta in the short term or is that the plan or will you? Um, I'll be here at least till July. That's when my lease runs out. So <laughs> I'll be here until then. Um, if I get a job, I'll definitely think about staying at such a great city. Um, but I'm excited to go somewhere new also. I'd love to go back to Richmond, but I've got a whole country out there I'd love to explore. So we'll see where I end up. Getting back to your uh, athletic career did you uh did you have any rituals pre pre-match rituals that you followed or anything like that superstitions or um not really i mean i always wore the same headband i always had my towel sticking out of my butt to wipe my sweaty hands off but other than that you know as michael scott in the office would say i'm not superstitious but i'm a little stitious i like to pretend i have some control over things but for the most part i just tried to go out there and play and not worry about the superstitious but you know, I had a few things. Okay. okay. Uh, let's have a couple of quick questions. Who's the funniest player on the team? Logan. Easy. Uh-huh. She's hilarious. My Even my mom will say to me, she'll be like, Maddie, I've decided Logan's the funniest player on the team. And I was like, oh, okay. That's heartbreaking, but true. <laughs> uh, 
uh, uh, your support system. I understand your parents last two years followed followed Emory Volleyball extensively yeah. on the road. So it had they had to be great for them to head up to Pittsburgh for that uh, championship weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, all of our parents, we have the best support system in the country. And they really went out all out the last tournament. They made signs and like everything. And they wanted to be the last ones there. But my parents, my parents are the greatest. They've always supported me and supported the team. And, um, you know, they love watching volleyball. Like <laughs> my mom was like, we're going to have to go to so many terms next year even when you're not on the team. They just love it. And they were so excited to be able to travel around with the team and watch. And I think for me, winning was something that I could give them because I know they've put so much into this, you know, into me and my volleyball career and the Emory volleyball team. It was fun to be able to give them that win um, because they've been so incredible throughout this entire ride. But all of our parents are fantastic. They always want to come and watch and we're never at a game alone. There's always Mm -hmm. at least a few parents there, which is super special. Other than yourself. Because I'm assuming you would say yourself first, most competitive player on the team, most com- maybe most competitive mm. uh, person on the team, maybe in terms of you uh, guys play games or, uh-huh. or something like We're that. We're all very competitive, but I have to say Carissa, is, <laughs> she's she's lethal and she's got this look in her eye and you're like, oh gosh, I'm scared. I'm glad I'm on the same team as her. There were so many times in practice, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I get to be on your side and not against you. Um, she's she's pretty competitive. She's pretty awesome. Uh, away from the away from the uh, court, what are some of your hobbies or interests or things you like to do just to maybe on that you like to do to unwind during the season? Um, you know, love to eat. We all like to go out <laughs> to eat. I think that's the best way to unwind. Um, catching up on sleep is good, but just hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's honestly the best way to just relax and have fun. You know, my roommates, I live with two other athletes. You know, we're all busy and tired all the time, but when we just sit on the couch and like talk and just relax, it's probably like the best thing in the world. It's just like hanging out. And for those of you who don't know, Matt, you can see Matt, he just about a number of athletic events, a lot of basketball <laughs> games. You, yes. you were at the women's game the other day. Yes. And uh, so I was, you, you take you know great pride in supporting your fellow you know, student athletes here. Oh, definitely. I think the athletic community here is so close knit. We all love to support each other. And I love, you know, when we have fans at our events, I just want to go and be fans of their events. You know, my roommate plays in the basketball team, so I like to tell everyone I'm the biggest women's basketball supporter there is. Um, and it is just fun to see, you know, we have so many successful athletic teams here. It's so fun to see people do what they do well. You know, we're so focused on volleyball, 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 but it's so fun to go watch our swim team be faster than everyone in the country year after year. And it's so fun to watch our soccer team. And, um, you know, it's just great to support people and see that they're working just as hard as you are in their sport. And it's great to kind of give them that reward that we want to go support them. Early on during your career, Early on during your volleyball career, but did you have any men- any people you looked up to or any mentors that really that really you know fueled your love for the game? Um, yeah, I mean, City Miles is just mm-hmm. a phenomenal athlete in person, and I always wanted to be just like her. Um, it took a while to realize that was never going to happen. I just had to try to do my own thing. Um, you know, she is such a competitive yet kind-hearted person. She makes you want to be better for the team. And, um, you know, also Jess Holler and Sarah Marr and Catherine Trinka, their class was so kind to my class. And like specifically, we got pretty close and they were always supportive of each of us individually and the team as a whole. They knew how to push you for the better of the team and know how they they were just so great like to be role models. I mean, they're all, all Americans and fantastic athletes, but they still show you know, the effort and getting to know the younger players and find the balance between being a good teammate and like being hard and being a good um, captain. I think it was really inspiring to look up to them and like want to be like them. You know, uh, looking at the senior class, 
I was kind of looking back and this, it just seemed like this year, it's kind of like the revenge tour for the Emory seniors. You know, I'm like in 2015, you were freshmen that mm-hmm. lost to, uh, you were, well, you you were yourself were behind Sydney. So, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody was playing in front of her. Yeah. Uh, but then as a, a sophomore, you played, uh, you started to play a lot more in the second half of mm-hmm. the year, lost to Calvin. Mm-hmm. In the finals, uh, you got back at them this year. Yeah, 2017, Ithaca uh, got Emory in the quarters. You were mm-hmm. able to turn the t- turn the tables this year. Yeah, uh, against Ithaca, and then finally it kind of came full circle. You guys defeated uh, Calvin in the finals. Yeah, we joked around that it was our redemption year, and for the seniors especially. And um, you know, we lost at the regionals at Barry freshman year, mm-hmm. and then we got to go back this right. year and win there. And right when we won that regionals, we're like, I guarantee you, the three teams we're going to play are Ithaca, Juniata, and Calvin. I said this, and I said, because we lost to Ithaca last year, we lost to Juniata earlier in the season, and we lost to Calvin our sophomore year. I was like, that's just how it's going to work out, because we need to beat all these teams to like come full circle and get mm-hmm. our redemption. And that's exactly how it worked out. And it was really funny because, you know, right, all, honestly, right when they put the draw out, we're like, okay, this is what needed to happen. We need a chance to beat all three of these teams because, you know, they'd each given it to taken it to us a few times. So we wanted to get back and end on a good note against all of them. Very ironic. Very, very ironic. But very fitting. Very fitting. It was perfect. It was the perfect way to go out for the six of us. I don't think any of us could be happier with our volleyball tenures here. I mean, it was just absolutely storybook ending. Now, uh, my last question, you know, as you you know, kind of wrap things up here at Emory, you know, athletically, academically, mm-hmm. you know, what would be kind of like your message to, you know, uh, people who are looking at Emory as a possible destination, you know, maybe to play volleyball or just going to school? Um, Emory is a fantastic school and just place to be. It's somewhere where it's just fun to be around other students at Emory. Everyone here is so different and so unique and wants to know everyone else and wants to learn about different cultures or different you know, majors, everyone is so inquisitive, which I think is super, super unique. And, and, you know, the Emory Athletic Program in general, everyone supports each other. And the volleyball team is such a family. For me, it was the best place I could have ever gone. And, you know, everyone has to make the choice that's right for them. But I'm a huge huge proponent in the Emory volleyball program and Emory as a whole. It's just such a happy, welcoming place that I can't imagine having gone to college anywhere else. But, you know, figuring out what's right for you, I think, is the most important thing. And just kind of going with your gut, you know, once I had that gut feeling I needed to be at Emory, I was going to do anything I could to get here. So I think once you feel that feeling when you walk on a college campus, like, you know, and that's the decision maker right there. All right. Well, we want to thank uh, Maddie Arliss for taking some time out to join us on the uh, Emory Athletics podcast. We want to thank everybody for listening. And we will uh, probably take a break for the holidays here, but we'll hopefully start up soon in in 2019. Maddie, uh, again, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. 